Yankees may winter in Florida, but Floridians summer in North Carolina if they can help it. I am a stereotypical Floridian, which means every July when the temperatures keep flirting with 100 degree days, day after day after day, I start dreaming about the mountains. Part of that is driven by fond childhood memories of running away to the mountains with my grandparents to their house near Maggie Valley for a week of freezing mountain streams, bird watching, and book reading. And part of it is driven by my desire to just not feel like I'm baking when I step outside before 9 p.m. But something happens when I get above a certain altitude for a few days. Life becomes slower and simpler. Whatever is going on in the real world feels increasingly far away or unimportant, as I know it will still be there when I return. I find joys in small pleasures, such as large meals, bird watching, completing another book, or the success of hiking to three waterfalls on the same morning. As I watch the clouds float through the middle of the valley and overwhelm the road, I feel a sense of comfort, a sense of God in the air around me. Some people are beach people, and others are lake folks, but something about mountains gives me clarity and purpose and perspective. This passage from Paul's letter to the Romans gives me those same feelings. Paul's message is both simple and overwhelming. It is comforting and dense. This section is filled with one-liners most of us know by heart, even if we might not know where they're from. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God. If God is for us, who is against us? Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will hardship or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, for I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Paul can speak circles, speak in circles sometimes, especially in our translations from ancient Greek to modern American English. But in this portion on Romans, Paul is taking us to the mountaintops. He's slowing us down. He's providing us with some clarity and purpose and perspective. God loves you. And I don't mean you as in all y'all, not the plural, not the collective. I mean that God loves you. You as the individual. You before you were born. You as a child of God. You and all that you have and all that you are. And there is nothing in the world that can separate you from his love. Being away from church for months on end cannot separate you from his love. Illness, pestilence, pandemic cannot separate you from God's love. Hatred, pain, exclusion, or discrimination by others cannot separate you from God's love. And most importantly, there is nothing you can do, no sin or condition on this earth that you can commit 
that will separate you from God's love. Murder, adultery, violence, deceit, none of these can separate you from God's love. Addiction cannot separate you from God's love. Mental illness cannot separate you from God's love. God loves you. Full stop. It really is that simple. One of the things I've always loved to do in the mountains is to watch the birds come up to the feeders. And while I enjoy the finches and the chickadees and the cardinals, I'm always fascinated by the hummingbirds. Something about how they can move themselves so quickly and precisely with just a swift move of their tail feather is just mesmerizing. But it wasn't until this past week that I became aware of certain behaviors of hummingbirds. One hummingbird seemed to really enjoy the feeder. And then strangely enough, he darted off and landed ever so gently on a nearby tree. There he waited until another hummingbird would approach the feeder. As soon as the new hummingbird would begin to drink, the first hummingbird would dive bomb him, running him off into the woods. Then after a bit, the first hummingbird would return to perch on his tree limb and wait for his next trespasser. It turns out hummingbirds are horribly territorial. And this one in particular did not want to share. The sugar water was his. He deserved it and heaven help another bird who tried to approach for a nice, cool drink. As I watched these birds, it struck me how similar Christians can be to hummingbirds. Once we think that we have met God through scripture, tradition, and or reason, we start to build walls around God as we know him. We play gatekeeper, only allowing in those we deem worthy based on our interpretation of God. People who claim to know and love the same God disagree strongly on who may be saved and who may be condemned. Whether folks are predestined for heaven or hell and what behaviors might be sinful. Scripture is used to argue competing viewpoints. Schism and exile and, and excommunication have become commonplace. And Christian after Christian claims that they have the one and only truth. But Christianity is not a religion about building walls. Christianity is not a religion about exclusion or exception. Christianity is not a religion about merit or intellectualism or worthiness. Jesus called tax collectors and prostitutes and sinners. Jesus called fools and rich men and women. Jesus did not call stonemasons to build walls. Instead, Jesus called fishermen to cast the net a little wider. Jesus shows us a religion of inclusion by ministering to both God's chosen people and those who are not. Jesus models for us a Christianity not based on worthiness, but based only on God's overwhelming desire to love us. As Paul tells us today, nothing can separate you from the love of God. And if God loves you like this, then it stands that God loves each of his children like this. As we go through life, we want to cut people out of God's love. We meet people we think are evil or unworthy. We exclude people from our churches. We pray God hurts those who have hurt us in ways we cannot heal from 
Or we make statements like, there's a special place in hell for so-and-so. But God created that person. That person is a child of his. And nothing they do, nothing that they become, no sin they commit will ever separate that person from the love of God. Our God is a God of overwhelming and radical and offensive grace. There is not a person who has walked this earth who is irredeemable. Not a single person on this earth who God has turned his back on. To be human is to err. To do horrible and disgusting and damaging things. But we do not earn God's love. It is a gift freely given, which we just have to choose to accept. As Christians, we can make God so complicated. We draw lines and we build walls. We try to make ourselves worthy of God's love. But we don't have to be worthy. And the person next to us doesn't have to be worthy either. God already loves each and every one of you. Jesus sacrificed himself for each and every one of you. And there is nothing you can do to change that. So yes, daily life can be complicated. We can be overwhelmed with a cacophony of news and worry and worldly concerns. And when we feel this crushing burden of the world, when we can't quite quiet those voices, when we struggle to make out where we go next, that's when we should head to the literal or figurative mountaintops. Read this section of Romans. Remind yourself that God loves you. And nothing, nothing the world throws at you will ever change that. Thanks be to God.